Hi, everybody. I'm Michaela, your host of the Picked Podcast. I am a recent college graduate. I majored in public relations. I own a floral design business. And basically, I love just interviewing people about societal topics or about business and entrepreneurship. I'm really excited for our guest today. She's my friend, Emily. We, I think, met when we were like nine or 10. And we grew up together and went to high school together, so we have a lot of fun memories and experiences with each other. Emily lives up in Washington. She's a newlywed. Her and her husband actually just eloped a couple weeks ago, which is pretty exciting. She works general services at a law firm, and she'll be moving overseas soon for her husband's job. Our topic today, we'll be talking about body positivity, um, health, self-confidence, And we'll also be diving in a little bit about Emily's experiences with eating disorders. She'll be sharing how she overcame that and the challenges that it gave her during high school, but also how to promote self-confidence and positive body image as an adult. Um, Our bodies change over time. And so this conversation was really interesting for both of us and I think for our followers too have some input and share their thoughts about all of this as well. So we're really excited to have Emily um, speaking and chatting with me today. I love Emily, so I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Hi, everyone. I am really, really excited to be on the Picked podcast today. I'm really excited that Michaela asked me to be on, and I can't wait to talk about our topic. So I have struggled with my body image I think like a lot of women have I I was gonna say young women but honestly I think women in general of all ages struggle with body image I think it's a continuing battle that a lot of people have to keep fighting all the time Um, I personally struggled with an eating disorder for a good portion of my life from about like seventh, eighth grade up until I was graduated from high school. Um, I struggled a lot with bulimia um, and I went to therapy for um, my eating disorder. And yeah, I I think I've come a really long way in like my body image and body positivity in general, especially over the last like two or three years. Yeah, I agree. I think it's been awesome to see you grow in that way and to see that like self-acceptance come through um, from you. Like I I see that, you know, and I see that change and that growth and that progress that you've made. Um, Maybe could you share a little bit about – um, I guess like where some of these things originated from for you or like maybe led to your awareness of your body image and when you first became self-conscious about that and and kind of when that began, like what age and maybe any experiences that, that started that for you? Yeah, so as I feel like it sounds bad to say because I think of my niece I have um, a six-year-old niece and when I think about when I became like I guess self-conscious of my own body would be I would think would be elementary school like fifth or sixth grade Um, just I I had a friend growing up who I compared myself a lot to she was a lot like 
in my opinion, she was a lot prettier than me. She, you know, she was more athletic than me. She was smarter than me, like thinner than me. And so I think I began like comparing myself to her at a young age, just because we did spend so much time together through no, like no fault of anyone's just, I think when you're around us, like a, like the same person yeah. for years and years and years, yeah, you're just going to come, you're going to yeah, compare yourself to Yeah, you're good friends with them. So it. It's hard not to because you're you're growing up together, you know. Exactly. And and I know that she compared herself to me, too, in different ways and like, you know, the way that I interact with people in social settings. And so it's it's just kind of, yeah, how it is. Um, and so I think that's kind of when I became like semi where I was like fifth or sixth grade. I I got like I don't want to say I got like bullied <laughs> because yeah. I don't think that that's like the best word because I. But I, I guess I don't know what would be a better word. I, I had certain instances and experiences where in like fifth, maybe sixth grade, I can't remember like the exact year where I had a boy like call me fat. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I think he called, I think the word he used was fatty. Um, <laughs> and so that would like start, that's like, what, that's like an instance that I like can remember specifically like thinking about and I'm pretty sure that was fifth grade and then yeah my eating disorder didn't really start until like eighth grade and then it really took off when I was like a sophomore in high school um so just I feel like those like transitional years when Mm -hmm. you're like yeah become you know like moving from like a a child to like more of like a preteen and like right when you're like oh maybe I like boys and do boys like me yeah do boys not like me because of the way that I look or you know what I mean yeah definitely it's there's a lot of changes going on for everyone in a lot of different ways physically emotionally um you know high school especially it's kind of that your friend groups are constantly changing and that I don't know. I just think that that's can be a difficult age. There's a lot of pressure. It feels like um, definitely, and I feel like we went to such a small high school that mm-hmm. like you couldn't really like just like blend in. You couldn't really just like have no one notice you at all. I feel yeah. like people were like everyone knew who everyone was because right. our high school was so small. Like there was no. It's not like we went to a huge high school where we could just kind of like exist there like you everyone had kind of like their own reputation at our school I feel like yeah and I think too when I think back on high school you did have a lot of friends and you were very popular like with social groups I don't know like because everyone you know you grew up with everybody from the time you went to elementary with yeah and so you know I think that people definitely knew who you were and enjoyed being around you it's so weird because like I'm sure that like my eating disorder was not as big of a secret as like I thought it was when I was in high school you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I thought that like no one knew or like very little people knew but like I'm sure that like word got around or you know or maybe it didn't I don't really know but it's interesting to also think about like how many people we went to high school with that probably struggled with something very similar or with something you know what I mean just the struggles of people that you don't really like think about when you're that age I feel like I also think you don't really know how to like bring that up with your friends or like yeah I don't know like sometimes 
unless your best friends or someone's told you it's hard to say like oh I heard this rumor about you is this true at least that wasn't my vibe with a lot of my friends I would I'd kind of wait till you know with something that is that serious it's like um and it's just a rumor you might not I don't know we were pretty close in high school so I can't really say like for you and I but like just in general I feel like if I had heard that about someone I'd just be like oh I hope they're okay, you know, and unless right. they tell me specifically, I don't know that I'll bring that up to them and make them uncomfortable. Um, but I don't. So this something that's interesting is this topic on our stories when we were doing like polls and getting some feedback about it. A lot of people, um, it resonated with a lot of people. I've received mm-hmm. some of the most responses about this. And so I think like anything you can share about um I guess like how to kind of go through high school if you're in the the thick of that and you're dealing with that and you don't really know how to overcome it. What do you wish you would have done or been helpful for you um, in receiving support from from friends or other people that you knew, you know, family, whatever it is? I honestly think I was really blessed with a group of good friends like I said the the close friend that I had in elementary school I also had like another really close friend in high school and like you I feel like I did have like a pretty good group of like three or four really close girlfriends who like knew you know the things that I was going through the things that I went through and were really great and like really supportive and you know didn't want me doing that but like also wasn't gonna like shame me about you know what I mean like not gonna make me feel bad for doing it but also like steadily trying to like help me not do it so I do feel like I was blessed with like a good group of people around me in the time at least in my friends I think it's good to hear that your friends supported you to the I mean from what you're saying like to the extent that they could have Do you feel like with your eating disorder, you had to be to a point that you wanted to change also? Yeah, it definitely is. Honestly, it's an addiction. After a while, I've shared with you before that after a while, it wasn't even like about wanting to lose weight. It was about like control. It was about, you know, the only thing that I felt like I had control over. Um, And you do just get like... I, like addicted to it it becomes like part of your routine it becomes something that like you know you think about all the time like you think about it like while you're eating and you think of, like it it just becomes something that's like constantly on your mind so the choice to actively try to not think those thoughts and this um like applies not even to like an eating disorder but just negative body image thoughts in general like you have to actively like when you have those thoughts you have to actively say no that thought is wrong I should not be thinking like this I should not be thinking oh you know like my arms look fat or oh you know I wish I like I would look better in this shirt if I lost x amount of weight like you have to actively be stopping yourself and be like no that isn't correct no I don't need to go you know, purge. No, I don't need to do this. Like, no, I, my arms look great. No, I am beautiful. Like you, it's like an active thing. And so while supportive friends and and like a support system are good, it is, I feel like such a personal uh, journey and like a personal choice to 
to go on and it's something yeah. that you have to just accept within yourself yeah and change um yeah. start rewiring your thinking and being very intentional with how you think about yourself I think something that helped me understand the seriousness of your eating disorder was realizing the effects it was having on your body and your emotional well-being. For you, over time, how did you recognize that your mental and your physical health was actually suffering rather than being positively impacted as a result of your eating disorder? Yeah, so, and just like a little trigger warning if anyone does struggle with any of these things if you want to just like skip ahead um yeah but yeah when I was in like the depths of it was probably like I would say like sophomore junior year was when I was really like I was it was a very very I did it for a long time after that but not like to the extent um that I was doing it in high school really which it was you know, like eight to 10 times a day, I would be going to the bathroom and purging what was in what was in me. I and when you do that, a lot of things like happen to your body and things that I still have, like see the effects from today. Um, Like, for example, um, my the middle finger of my right hand has a scar on it from stomach acid constantly hitting it I still have the scar on my hand to this day I still have like when I get a sore throat it's horrific because of the scars that are in my throat from stomach acid um when I was again like kind of like in the like the darkest like days when you are purging that often and that frequently you get no, you have no vitamins in your body. Like right. not only do you not have any food, but yeah, you don't have any vitamins. So right. your hair starts thinning, your skin gets like super dry. Like you, you like start to like wither away a little bit yeah. because there's like nothing there to like keep you kind of, kind of like whole, yeah. if that makes sense. You're not, your body is missing out on that nurturing it needs and substance right. it needs and like but in addition you're going you're putting it through that trauma of you know because because of the eating disorder it's going through that trauma from the acts of it i think that what you've shared has been super um insightful and helpful in being able to understand maybe what someone's going through that if you know anybody that's struggling with like an eating disorder or if you've struggled with that um, yourself, then I think it's good to kind of hear that you're not alone in your experiences. And honestly, like what you were saying, most women go through this at some point in their lives. And men, I would argue that, you know, men have yeah. different points in life when they um, are criticized for their bodies. And um, I don't know. There's, I think we just, as a culture and society, we put so much expectation on people's bodies and and we also use bodies to identify and categorize each other, you know, because it's an appearance, it's physical, like, mm-hmm. we do that, we categorize each other into different groups, but bodies are such a personal thing, and so that can be yeah. um, tricky. What we're going to do next, we're kind of excited for this part, we put polls out on our Instagram um, and questions out for you guys, the listeners, to answer, and so we're going to be sharing some of those results and our thoughts on a few of these different questions and topics. So let's get into that. We're excited. Um, The first one we asked is, do you currently struggle with accepting how your body looks? 
and 77% of you said yes. So what do you think about that, Emily? It honestly doesn't really surprise me at all um, that, like, a vast majority of people said yes, because, like we've been saying, I think it's it's really normal for people to struggle with accepting how your body looks. And I think that we're kind of, especially as women, but like men as well, we are kind of trained to not accept it. We're trained to, you know, look at constantly images of people who, you know, either Photoshopped or, you know, like rich and have personal trainers or plastic surgery. And it's like, this is, you know, we're kind of told like, this is what we should be looking like. And, most people don't look like that yeah like it's a hard journey to like just accept kind of the beautiful body that you were given right I love that I think that I agree I'm honestly kind of surprised it wasn't more people um Mm -hmm. that said that they struggle because I think but at the same time I get it because it's like we are all in different places with how we see ourselves and accept ourselves so yeah Um, yeah um, the next one was, what ages did you struggle the most with body image? And 80% of people answered that either high school or college and up. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think I would agree with that. But the funny thing about when I think about this is like, in high school, I think like, I think when I was a junior slash senior, I definitely felt the most confident body wise but there was Mm -hmm. you know like freshman and sophomore a little bit I would be like oh I guess like at the beginning of college too I'd be like oh like I wish I could change this or this you know but then now looking back at pictures and looking back I'm like that (laughs) I was so cute (laughs) we've talked about this before like how we'll look back at old pictures where we were like I looked terrible and then we look back we're like oh my gosh we were so little and so cute and like why were we so hard on ourselves um that's another thing I would say like for advice for people who are younger like people who are in high school currently like you are going to most likely look back on pictures in high school and like think that you look great yeah (laughs) yeah you're gonna think you were so cute yeah so the next one is how much of your self-confidence derives from the way your body looks and the majority said around 60% of it lies relies on how they look. Yeah. Which is really interesting to me because I feel like almost none of my self-confidence comes from how I look. That's funny. So what for you, what is it? Because I feel like I'm a little bit different. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. So I guess because the majority of my life I have felt like I am not like a traditionally like good looking person. Like I've never thought of myself as like a, like I've never thought that my looks were like an asset to me. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> I don't agree with you, but I'm just oh, right. acknowledging like, that you said that. I'm like, yes, I see. <laughs> That's yeah. not what I was trying to say. <laughs> I definitely like have like improved my self image like now, but like growing up and like I did not think that I was like a very like attractive person, but I also like didn't want to be like depressed. So like <laughs> I had to kind of like 
get my confidence from like other stuff. Like I really like pride myself. I'm like really good at, I think at least I'm like pretty good at like telling stories. <laughs> I was and, just like, going to say the biggest talent that I think Emily Turley has is, well, Emily Davis now because you got married, <laughs> but um, that you're such a good storyteller. Growing up, I envied you for that because I'm the worst <laughs> at telling stories. I'm like that person that tells a story and people stop listening because they're like, she can't tell the story. <laughs> It's so embarrassing. It's seriously. Oh, so So, yeah. Yeah, so like that's like stuff like that, like telling stories, you know, making people laugh, like, like again, like telling jokes, like just kind of like captivating the audience. Yeah, like I've definitely just like derived like my confidence most of my life through things that don't involve my body or like my (laughs) like appearance in general because I just never like thought I had like a good appearance. (laughs) You relied on character development. Exactly. Like, I could never just be like, oh, I can just show up to, like, a bonfire and people will come talk to me because I'm, like, cute. I was like, I have to, like, go out and, like, talk to people and make people laugh so that, like, they like me because, like, people aren't just going to look at me and like me because I'm, like, kind of ugly. And I don't think I am. You're not ugly. You're so not ugly, but that cracks me up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm dying. Okay, so the next one was who do you compare your body to the most? 50% of you said your past self. And then the rest of them were about 17%. And so those other categories were like celebrities, strangers, or like friends and family. Um, yeah, what do you think about that? Who do you, Emily, compare I, yourself to the most? I don't remember what I picked on this. I think it was hard for me because I don't. I try so hard not to compare my body to anyone but I think who I probably do it the most is strangers because it's like a gut it's like a because again like I I constantly try like if I do start to compare myself to someone I try and stop but I think like if you just see someone on the street it's like it's like an automatic for me at least it's an automatic reaction to be like oh that person has like better like thighs than I do or whatever whatever it might be like and mm-hmm. so I think that I like probably just straight up strangers because everything else I, I kind of like am programmed to stop thinking that way. Yeah, but that's interesting to me because so for me, the people that said strangers, I was the most confused because I was like, I don't really like if I don't know someone, I tend to just not really care what they're doing. <laughs> like I'm like, <laughs> I, I like to people watch for sure, but I just don't find myself comparing myself to people I don't know as much. I think for me, it's definitely my past self because it's like, you know, when I think back, it's like I played, I mean, I'm not athletic. I don't consider myself athletic, but I played sports <laughs> growing up in high school and stuff. And, you know, you go to school, then you go to practice for two hours a day and sometimes you have games and whatever. And and I would do that almost year round. And so it's just like you right. actually no, I didn't. I'm such a liar. I only played like soccer and I did cheer like one time. Okay, I'm a liar, but basically what I'm trying to say is I am never going to be 16 again, and I'm never going to be playing two hours of soccer, you know, every evening, and and so I just, I'm just kind of like, my body is never going to be the same as it was when I was, like, going through puberty and (laughs) playing that much sports, and I think that that goes for any point in time, like, I just think we have to accept that our bodies are never going to be the same that they were then or that they are now. And like, we have every opportunity to change our body now, but 
the minute I get pregnant, my body will once again change, you know, and I'll go through a whole new phase of like kind of accepting my body. Or when I start aging, like again, you kind of go through that. Okay, like here we are. We're still here. Like how do we self-love and like um, embrace, you know, that our bodies just are not going to be the same as they were at a different season. And so, um, but yeah, I think that's probably for me, like the comparison thing is with a past self. The next whole question was about eating disorders and it was about 35% of people answered that they did or do struggle with an eating disorder. And of those who struggled, only 21% ever received, ever received professional help. Um, which I find pretty interesting because I personally, obviously I received professional help for my eating disorder, but it was not like of my own volition. I did not like go to, I did not decide by myself that I would go to a professional. It was my parents who wanted me to go to a professional. Right. Well, and I think like, it's hard to admit that you have a problem and then it's even harder to be like, I want to admit to other people that I have a problem yeah. and I want to stop this, you know, cause yeah. you actively have to be wanting to, to stop the behavior that you're doing. Right. I think that's probably what's surprising the most is like the low amount of people that were able to receive professional help. But I think your point of that is very accurate. Cause it's basically, it's kind of that idea of like, if you're in rehab or something for drugs you know like getting to that point or aa for alcohol like whatever it is it's like that point of admission and like saying like okay i need help and sometimes that's the hardest part is recognizing like you know i need to move on from this or whatnot well and it definitely is because even within my therapy the therapist wanted me to go to an inpatient treatment center. Um, they, my parents were looking at one in Colorado. I honestly did something that you should not do, which I, I just started lying to my therapist, pretending like I was getting better because I had no interest in going to an in per and like an inpatient pair, basically a rehab facility for yeah. eating disorders. I did not want to do that at all. That, like scared me so much um but I do think like retro like actively like thinking about it like if a professional you should see a professional I think a lot of people should see therapists in general because I just think Same. it would help <laughs> yeah like not even like for eating or just like in general you should talk to someone about your feelings <laughs> but and I think that you know someone who is like that's what they do for a living is right. recommend treatment you probably should listen to them and not yeah. lie to them <laughs> but you really didn't want to go into a rehab so it doesn't surprise me that only 21 percent of people like reached out for professional help yeah I think too it depends on what age you are like you were in high school then like with your situation you kind of were in a position where your parents were you know, making, encouraging, whatever way you want to put it, having you go. And, and you know, at that point in your life, you're also out of control of your circumstances in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so if your parents decided that they were going to send you there, you don't have a lot of say in that. And so that could be a very scary thing and disruptive to what you felt like was your social life. And because you were very involved with a lot of things at the school, you know, you were in yeah. um, ASB and a lot of different 
I don't know. I feel like leadership it's alone just took up a lot of time. Um, I was in Tiger TV. Tiger that TV. Took a lot of my yeah, time. that was the other thing. I was like, what is the other thing you were in? But um, and again, we had a small school, and so you know, when you're in even those two things, it's like you're running the school basically because <laughs> it's a small place. <laughs> so um, you know, that would have felt disruptive at the time. I think to a lot of your social life and friendships and um obviously people should get the help that they need and but I also understand like why you might have behaved the way that you did and reacted that way um I get that so the next one was do you think others notice when your body changes 77 76 percent said yes um which I would agree with for the most part I think that you know do you think that people like noticed like have you had personal experience with people noticing when your body changed yeah like I you know (laughs) 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 so for me like my body definitely changed um once I got in college and got married and you know getting on like the pill and stuff I that's when I noticed my body change a lot because the hormones you're basically the pills making you think that you're pregnant like it makes your body think that you're pregnant and so you know and that was a challenge like that has been something that is a new space that I've had to sit in of like just kind of figuring that out but also figuring out how people kind of will treat me differently or react or comments that can be made you know, even if they're not intentionally rude, sometimes it's like even just the comments itself and someone else making that comment makes me aware like, oh, yeah, you noticed. (laughs) And it's like as if I didn't notice myself, you know. (laughs) And so sometimes I'm like, just don't say anything. Like, you know, if if I bring it up or want to talk to you about it, then great. Like, let's talk. But I'm not, you know – I'm not a feedback box. <laughs> Don't want you to <laughs> tell me what you think about me. Um, well, right. And I think a lot of people are so like over critical of their own body. Yes. But then, but I think of like a very normal thought to have is you are the most critical of yourself. Like right. that's a commonly thought thing. It's like no one else is as critical of you as you. Right. But then, so if you are critical of yourself and you have that thought, but then someone says something about <laughs> they just validate it. So basically with like being on birth control, that's when I noticed my body changing the most. And like I said, like people treating not even I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say or what we were talking about is like you are the most critical of yourself. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you obviously notice changes about yourself. And I definitely think that, you know, there was a point in college where I wasn't super healthy. And I and I credit that to a lot of things. I was on <laughs> the pill and I think my dosage was heavy. But I also was taking <clears throat> anywhere between 15 and 19 credits a semester, which is insane. Yeah. Like that's a full load. And I also worked part-time and I also ran a business part-time and I was married and, you know, and I had a busy life. And so I just, (laughs) I had to give myself some grace and say, you know, at least I'm sleeping and I am well rested, you know, even if I don't have a chance to go work out it, you know, you just have, there's different priorities in different phases of life. And 
So something that's been nice this year is I have been able to focus more on my body. You know, I mental health has been a huge focus of mine this year. I finally got into counseling and was doing that for the better part of the year. I've been able to be more active and be more mindful of, you know, nutrition. And um, and I have seen results from that that I'm proud of. Like I have seen, you know, I've been losing weight and like that that is something to be proud of. And, and that's due to like effort and actually being really disciplined and conscious of some of those things but at the same yeah, time and like doing it in like a healthy yeah, way that's like sustainable exactly that's that's exactly it like it needs to be sustainable and it needs to be focused on nurturing and being mindful of like it's like what we were talking about earlier like the focus shouldn't just be like losing weight it should be I want to be healthy because I want to when I have kids I want to go do fun things with them and not get tired right or I don't want to have diabetes and heart disease or some of these other conditions that run in my family or or are hereditary you know like yeah there's just different reasons for me in this point in my life of why I feel like that's important or I don't know I just like I said I just want it to be like sustainable and um and I also recognize like (laughs) I could go you know to the gym and go ham and like um and really get in good shape but at the same time like the minute I get pregnant, you know, I my body's going to go through changes again. So right. I'm like okay with – I feel like I'm in a pretty okay space of like if I treat my body right, I'll see results. And, and so I'm just going to keep doing that. But I'm not going to put a ton of stress and pressure on myself to meet other people's expectations of what my body needs to look like or be. Um, yeah. I really love how you said, like, when, you know, you were really busy and, like, having a lot of stuff that you said, at least I'm sleeping. Um, (laughs) I really, I do really, like, love that. And I think it's, that's another thing that's really hard is, like, you get into, like, you set expectations for yourself. You're like, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour a day and I'm going (laughs) to, you know, like, run on the treadmill and then, you know, lift and, like, do all this stuff. And then when you don't do it because normally you're like you set yourself up for failure and like some of those things like you can't go from not working out at all to going to the gym five days a week for an hour at a time yeah no that's that's not sustainable yeah and so what like my sister and I kind of talk about is when you're at a point where it seems like it's going to be such a journey to go back you can't all of a sudden just be like okay, well, I'm going to make this huge drastic change and I'm only going to eat vegetables and rice and chicken for the rest of my life and going to work out because you're not going to, there's no way that you can cope like that. Like you need to take smaller steps. Like this week, I'm going to start not drinking soda every day. And then next week I'm going to limit myself to like one, like dessert a day or and then one dessert a week and that you know what I mean like yeah and just be I think being realistic with yourself and with your goals and where you kind of want to be and I think like for me I don't really like want to change my body at all I just want to like feel good like yeah and and like be like I said earlier like being active and makes me feel good and like you know, eating like the right foods, like makes me feel better. But also, I like to treat myself, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think you have to find what works for you. Because I think there's also people that, you know, if you were super going on the other side of this, like if you were super 
athletic or played a lot of sports or that's, you know, your outlet and where you find a lot of joy and endorphins and all that kind of stuff, then it's like you'll probably need more of that than maybe someone else who isn't that way. Um, Something else that I like too, when you were talking about, you know, how to kind of pace yourself, I guess, instead of like just going all in all at once cold turkey and maybe having it only last for a short short amount of time. I like the idea of crowding out. Have you ever heard that? No. It's basically instead of being like, I have to cut this, 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 and this, you start, you crowd those things out. So instead of being like, I I can only have, you know, I can't have more than one treat a day or something. Instead, you just, you introduce other foods that you would, that you enjoy eating so that you no longer are hungry or crave maybe something that isn't as good for you. Mm -hmm. Or with like working out or something like that. Like for instance, something I did to try to crowd out is instead of being like, oh, I don't have time to work out. Instead, I say, how much time do I spend on my phone? Well, how about I spend 30 minutes outside playing every day? And that was like one of my goals this year is to like get outside every day for at least 30 minutes and just play and be in nature. And like, cause you know, I haven't done that since I was like a kid basically. And so whether that's we go on a walk with the dogs or I go garden or I go just sit in the grass and just like have time off my phone. I try to crowd out of like, I don't need to spend as much time on my phone. I'm going to go be intentional and be outside and do this instead. And sometimes I think that can help because it it becomes more about what can I do rather than the like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely. So I don't know. That's something that's like helped me at least. But so some of the comments that other people like submitted into Michaela's polls, one of them was well-intended comments on how thin I looked post baby still made me uncomfortable which I can relate to a lot because when I was in like the thralls of my eating disorder, I got a lot of comments on, Oh, you look so thin. Oh, you look like you've lost weight. Like, and just basically like this girl, you know, she could probably was struggling for, with a lot of body image stuff because when you have a child, I feel like you, your whole life kind of flips upside down. And point is like, you never know what anyone is going through. Like you never know what someone else's situation is and even like a comment that sounds well intended like oh you look like you've lost a lot of weight like could still kind of hurt someone yeah and you I like that a lot I don't have a lot to add because I think you said it perfectly so I won't mess that up (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because no I think it's true like it you don't know what kind of space someone is sitting in and so you know you don't know what's going on behind the scenes but um And that was kind of in response to how asking, like, if people had made comments about your body to you, which 96% of people had said yes. Some other ones that people sent in, we had a ton of people um, send these in, so we just had to pick, like, a couple. But one girl said that she was told, you look sickly, nobody wants just skin and bones. And she goes, I was struggling with stomach ulcers at the time. So she actually was sick, which maybe. You know, it's like maybe right. the person should have asked, like, are you doing okay? You know, rather right. than. Right, instead of you look sick, like. Because <laughs> you are, like, she was are sick. Are you good? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, come on. Um, Do you want to read the one from our guy listener? Yeah, Um, from a guy listener, it says, you're so tiny. Why don't you just go lift? You're lucky 
you're a twig. Which is rude. <laughs> yeah. Um, even if it's a guy, they still have feelings too. So don't right. be commenting about guys' bodies or suggesting things. The next question was, I thought this was a really fun question. How much money do you think you spend a year to be more attractive? <laughs> <laughs> I and it says um a hundred to five hundred dollars was the winner, which is really surprising to me because I definitely think I spend way because I was also thinking about clothes. When I read this question, I was like, I buy clothes. Like, does that count? Or you know so what I mean? So when I asked it, I was not thinking clothes, but I was thinking so that's like forty percent said the one hundred dollar to five hundred dollar range. Um okay. But I was thinking, like, everything from, like, teeth whitener to Botox to getting your hair done to nails done. Kind of like the just... Like makeup. Uh-huh. Like, changing your actual body, like, whatever that... You know, not just, like, what you wear, I guess. Um, right. Making, like, adjustments to your actual body. Um, I... How much do you think you spend? So, I was going to say, I think my... Definitely... My biggest defense on like making myself more attractive is my eyelashes. <laughs> I I do not buy very much makeup, and when I do, I normally buy drugstore makeup. <laughs> I do my hair myself, um, but I do get my lashes done once a week. I really <laughs> love my lash girl. She is so fun. I love talking to her every week. It's like a nice little 45 minutes to hang out with my lash lady. And she, it's only, it's 25 bucks a week, which some people might think is a lot, but I think is a bargain because (laughs) I love my lashes to look fresh. That's and, <laughs> and that's really like that's like I don't I used to like buy like but I would even like fake tan myself like I don't like I don't spend a lot of like money in other areas I feel like to make myself quote-unquote like more attractive so I feel like in that's my head it's justified yeah but I do again spend probably about a hundred bucks a, a month on my lashes <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably spend in the five hundred to fifteen hundred dollar range a year. Before we like wrap up, we asked, what "Has your body done that makes you proud?" So, and yeah, it looks like. I mean, most of the things were babies. Like you know, it's a beautiful miracle that I can give birth to my girls, and um, body has been pregnant breastfeeding or both for more than three years straight which is absolutely amazing yeah yeah. I was like wow like (laughs) that one's amazing (laughs) yeah um running a marathon kicking butt at my academy um like police academy I think for the past seven weeks Mm -hmm. um traveling hiking athletic scholarships labor without um What's it called? An updural. Oh, yeah. Like natural birth. Yeah. A lot of moms responded. I imagine that giving birth is probably a very proud, enabling, um, empowering moment for a lot of women. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about that for you? I don't necessarily know if I have anything like that my body has done that's made me like proud besides just like getting me through every single day of my life which is and I think it's something that like you do you definitely do take for granted of just like being able to 
get up and move in the morning and, you know, go to work and, you know, have your legs carry you where you need to go is something that I think a lot of people don't really even think about as like a blessing. Yeah, I always definitely appreciate my body more when I'm sick. Because then I realized, like, oh, I miss being healthy. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I should have been more grateful um, when I could breathe out of my nose or when I wasn't throwing up. You know, like, I just – Right. I think that's when my gratitude really comes in for my body. I had listened to this podcast a while back of – I don't know. Do you know who the piano guys are? Um, I think I've heard of them, but not really. They're, like, these musicians. um, But one of them, his daughter had passed away in, like, a hiking accident out in oh, Oregon gosh. and she her body had been missing for um I want to say like weeks or something it might have just been days but I yeah. basically what happened is her body was missing for quite a while and her family and friends were all like searching for it and when they finally well I guess I should say when her mom um had been like praying that they would find their daughter's body she just she came to really appreciate the closure of like that experience like I I guess just that experience of like having that body and that closure back um could provide for them um and being able to move forward with their grieving and stuff and then when Mm -hmm. they did find it she kind of made the comment like I wish I'm sure my daughter she goes I'm sure my daughter um probably appreciated her body and all that it could do for her you know and probably regretted being so hard on herself because she was like very outdoorsy very athletic all these things and so she's like Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it like her body enabled her to do so many things during her life and I'm sure she wouldn't be hung up on those things that you know like oh I have a little cellulite here or I wish I could drop five pounds for my face you know things like that um it's more about what the blessing like it is for us um is that making sense (laughs) yeah definitely no definitely is I I just liked that like when I heard that I thought about that a lot and just like oh yeah we definitely get hung up sometimes on the superficial things but our bodies are amazing um that's kind of all the thoughts I have do you have anything else to add to all of this um, I don't think I have anything to add. I think we, it was really fun, like talking about all this stuff. And I hope that, you know, the things that we talked about can definitely, if not like help someone at least like be relatable to other people <laughs> and the things that they might be going through. Yeah. Cause like, it's nice to know that like, even just like, Oh, other people have these thoughts that I have about myself. Yeah. Like I'm not alone in my thinking. Well, yeah. I just want to say thanks so much to Emily for coming on. I think people are going to really enjoy. Yeah, thanks for having me on the Picked podcast. Yes, love talking to you as always. If you can't tell, we always have a good time when we're together, (laughs) even if we have distance. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Picked podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure to share with your friends. If you want to follow along with us on Instagram, it's at Michaela Riley. And if you're feeling really nice, leave a rating and review on the podcast app.